When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pleasure to not well physically be in person with all of you, but uh, pleasure to see all of your your names up on the Zoom here. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here alongside Marco to introduce Marco. I know he's been with us now for a few weeks, but um, it's a pleasure for us for us to do this together. Uh, for me, just to offer a bit of background uh, on Marco and how we got to this position today, as well as the plan moving forward. So Marco and I met many years ago, basically right when I got the LFC job and I was out scouting, I think it was in Costa Rica, and Marco was doing the same for Pachuca, and we connected there many years ago. And as I looked ahead as to where I thought our soccer operation could use support, Marco was a name that came up in my mind as well as through some contacts when they realized what what it was that we needed to help bolster what we're doing and elevate us to another level in various aspects of our football operation. So the conversations with Marco began in earnest, probably middle of last fall, to see whether this was a possibility of of Marco joining and for us to give a bit of explanation as to what those areas are um, and where those com- what those com- conversations focused on is, as, as I saw it and as I spoke with our senior leadership and ownership and the board, we thought that as we have grown at LAFC, added, acad- added academy teams, added a second team, we felt like we needed some more support and more specialists in, in some of those areas as well as in scouting. And we searched for the right person and Marco was quickly the front runner and then we were incredibly grateful we were able to, to make this work. And so the the specific areas of focus for, for Marco and titles can sometimes be misleading. So I just want to speak more about the role rather than the title. Other clubs would probably use the title technical director. I think given the landscape we're in, Marco and I decided that technical director or director technico is not the accurate title for what Marco will be doing. So we stuck with this director of, of football operations role. And, and, and the responsibilities that, that, that Marco now has is to really um, align the operation on a more consistent and day-to-day basis. As I, um, as my role shifted a little bit as of 18 months ago or so, we felt like that was a, a hole that needed to be filled. Marco's background at Pachuca certainly speaks to his expertise uh, in that area. Arguably, Pachuca's had the most prolific academy in North America. Marco's a specialist in that area that, despite overseeing Pachuca's first team as their sporting director, their main focus was on promoting players from the academy. So that is key area of focus number one. And then the other is helping oversee uh, alongside some of our other staff members here, our scouting department. Uh, you guys know that we 
hunt very um, actively in markets in which Marco is very familiar. And we also feel like that is another area where Marco, for this next phase of LAFC, will add great value to us. So this isn't quite a welcome because he's been here for a few weeks. We've already seen the good work that uh, that he started and will continue. But that um, I thought was important for us to give a bit more background and explanation as to why we're so excited to have Marco at LAFC. Yeah, no, well, for me, it's a very exciting opportunity. It's a dream come true for me because I, I had been trying to come to the MLS because I think it's going to be the next big thing. It, I have been trying for a few, for a few years now. And when the opportunity of LAFC came about, well, I just jumped into it because I think uh, coming from an outsider's perspective, the LAFC was probably the most exciting team in here and, and, uh, and shows potential to, to, to become the, 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 the biggest team here in, in, in the MLS. So when the opportunity came about, when the description of the role uh, when John described it to me, I, I felt like, yeah, this is just along my lines, and this is something that I can, that I that I think I can help with. So I'm here. I'm excited as the first day, and uh, and well, just hoping for the best. Uh, I'm happy to get into that. If uh, if we wouldn't mind shelving those questions to the back end of this, we'll focus on Marco, and then I'm happy to address uh, any updates uh, aside from uh, any player updates or otherwise uh, after we get through the questions for, for Marco. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Alicia Rodriguez, go ahead, Alicia. Thank back you. Go ahead, Alicia. Thank you. Um, I, I do have a house couple of housekeeping questions uh, for John as well, but um, for for Marco, um, I'm wondering with the roster construction so far this off season, um, it's really been focused on MLS players. Um, so, are are you all targeting uh, additions from abroad, uh, either in the current window or uh, quickly in in the summer window this season? Do I take it? Yeah. Well, we're, we have to, to be looking for players all the time because you never know who's, who you're going to get an offer for. And, uh, well, uh, LAFC has a lot of important players, interesting players that we're constantly receiving offers from abroad, from other places. So this is something that you can't really do reactively. You have to be proactive and you have to be checking your options all the time. What's good. Because basically, even though we try to do everything planned, there's always a reactive nature to, to, to what the market offers. So if we decide, of, if, uh, if the club decides to move a player, then we have to be ready to, to, to bring the next one in. Hi, Marco. Pleasure to talk to you today. Uh, I wanted to ask you, with your background in uh, building up an academy system and the unique nature of MLS academies, uh, I apologize, I don't know so much about the kind of regulations around Liga MX academies, but 
you know, we have a wealth of talent here in, in California and in your backyard, but the ability to bring in talent from just everywhere is not quite as easy as MLS. How do you view that? And is there any, I guess, changes that you think you'd like to see that could really make a more robust uh, system for, for MLS teams to bring up youth players and, and use them? Because not all MLS teams want academies, but I understand L for LAFC, it's such a big, uh, it's an important step for this club. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of regulations and restrictions that that um, would not allow to do what we did at Pachuca. But it's also that we're standing in, a, as you said, a, a deeply con concentrated a source of talent. So there is no need to go abroad. When when we when we did this at Pachuca is because basically there's not a lot of of, of talent in in the Hidalgo state. Even though it's growing, there's not so much as it is in here. California, Southern California is a continent regarding talent. I've seen so much talent, so many talent. I think actually the problem with aligning it, with, with, the, with the alignment of the whole club, it's the amount of talent that we have. So we need to, to create structures that allow us to, to, to entertain or to, to keep more talent involved into later stages of, the, of, of their development. It's actually an excess of talent rather than a lack of it. Thank you. Go ahead, John Rojas. Go ahead, John. Thanks, uh, Stephen, John, and Marco. Thanks for the time. Um, in Spanish, if any of you ever want to answer this, uh, with con la adición de Marco, cómo queda estructurado el tema de scouting? ¿Qué papel va a quedar jugando Juan Pablo Ángel como asesor o ya no más? ¿Cuál es la estructura nueva en ese sentido, John y Marco? Thanks a lot for the time. Sí, no hay problema, John. Eh, bueno, es, el idea es que Marco va a añadir a nuestro grupo y todavía tenemos a Juan Pablo que trabaja en, en Colombia específicamente, pero él tiene contactos en, en, en todo Sudamérica. Uh, la ventaja de, de Juan Pablo es que él conoce los mercados ahí y también conoce la liga de nosotros y él ha jugado un papel critical en los jugadores como Murillo, Segura, Tuesta, todos. Y, y eso va a continuar. Lo que tenemos ya en Marco es, es, es aún más contactos, que va a añadir al grupo que tenemos. Tenemos uh, dos que viven en, en Uruguay, el uh, Leandro y Víctor se llaman, que también son muy importantes para, para nosotros. Tenemos dos empleos aquí que son forma parte de nuestro grupo de data y de, de scouting. Lo que va a hacer Marco es organizar más un poco y es un es algo que yo tradicionalmente yo fue mi papel de hacerlo, pero ya que tenemos uh, a Marco, Marco va a añadir a este grupo a organizar todo, a planear todo como él él explicó el el, uh, la intención es que no estamos reaccionando, pero si recibimos una oferta, por ejemplo, que estamos listos con el sustituto de este jugador, y eso es, uh, Marco va a estar en todas las conversaciones de Scouting, ya está en contacto con todos ellos y tiene una muy buena relación, y Marco tiene relaciones con clubes desde su uh, tiempo como jugador, pero también como director deportivo con todos estos clubes en, en Sudamérica. Entonces mezcla muy bien 
con el grupo que ya tenemos. Sí, adelante. Si puedo añadir a eso, la, la idea jamás sería sustituir o destruir lo que está bien establecido. Creo que el área de scouting dentro del LAFC ha sido un área pues, sumamente productiva. Basta ver los jugadores que se tienen, que se han logrado transferir, los rendimientos deportivos, y para nada sería mi intención sustituir esta estructura, simplemente es alinear los distintos las distintas partes. Tengo una excelente relación con Víctor, con Leandro, con los scouts de Sudamérica y con Juan Pablo tengo una relación desde, desde mi tiempo con Pachuca, cuando nos llevó jugadores, él específicamente. Entonces, no, no, para nada vendría yo a, a destruir o sustituir. Eh, Marco, buenas tardes. Eh, yo quería preguntarte, eh, Félix Zapata, periódico Reforma de la Ciudad de México, eh, si has podido o si te gustaría platicar eh, con Carlos Vela, y no voy a enfocarme en el tema del contrato, de, porque dicen que no quieren hablar, pero en el sentido de que sea como un ejemplo, una motivación para todas estas camadas, obviamente, de jóvenes que vas a estar formando, buscando, y que sin duda se fijan siempre en los jugadores que más han brillado, y sobre todo Vela, ¿no? que ha sido pues la figura principal desde que arrancó este proyecto. Hola Félix, gracias por tu pregunta. Sí, yo creo que una parte fundamental de todo lo que, de lo que puede lograr hacer unas fuerzas básicas, una academia, como se le menciona acá, como se le llama acá, es la, la posibilidad de contar con estos role models, ¿no? con, estos, con estos modelos que te ayudan a que los jugadores eh, vayan por el sendero que tú quieres, porque ellos los imitan, naturalmente imitan a las grandes estrellas de la primera división, y en las oportunidades que he tenido con platicar con, con Carlos, que es un tipo sumamente abierto, la, 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 la simple organización de las instalaciones aquí eh, eh, proporcionan esas oportunidades porque todos desayunamos y comemos en la misma cafetería, empleados del club, gente de básicas, jugadores de Las Vegas Lights, jugadores del LAFC y todos nos sentamos en mesas así alrededor. Es, es, un, es un ambiente muy, muy inclusivo todos se pueden incluir y a mí desde el primer día hablé largo y tendido con Carlos que me ha parecido un tipo sumamente abierto y sumamente dispuesto a cooperar e interesado, interesado por el, por el bien de los, de los chamaquitos Good questions, Alicia. We have had Francisco Janela just received his green card. There is an outside chance that we will get another one by roster compliance, which is in the next 24 hours. I don't have confirmation of that yet. We're in a bit of a scramble, but hopefully that will be the case. Uh, as you will have known, Alicia, from following the team, we have acquired international slots that will accommodate both Daniil and Max, who will count as foreigners. The league, back uh, a few years ago with the MLS, uh, it's called Homegrown International Rule, which we benefited from with Mark Anthony Kay, but unfortunately, per their designation, Max and Daniil both will count as foreigners until they receive their green cards. 
Did I answer all your questions, Alicia? Uh, it does. Thank you very much. Got it. Uh, thank you. Uh, Thanks, Steph. Uh, John, un poco con lo que mencionabas a Alicia, can you explain a little bit more of that uh, rule with the Canadians? I mean, this was. You know, a few years back, we had this thought that every single Canadian player will be not occupying an international club. Looks like it's a kind of different situation there. And the other one, and Spanish for you, John, too, is, um, podrías um, confirmar los rumores de que la transacción de Diego fue terminada con eh, su equipo en Turquía y que la transacción es definitiva ahora? Uh, so, I'll, you want me to answer the first one in English and the second one in Spanish? Okay, you're really, uh, you're really testing me here. So <laughs> the way the MLS, when they made uh, the designation of these players, what they did, and what is not well known is it's not necessarily just an MLS league policy, but it also has much input from the federations, both the U.S. Soccer Federation and the Canadian Federation, as to who can be designated foreign and who is, more importantly, uh, designated as domestic player. And... Most federations do so to ensure that the local player has the ha, has as much chance as possible to play. So that's the basis for foreign and domestic designations worldwide. What MLS do, has done, and I don't know, you have to forgive me, I don't know exactly when it happened. The first time we dealt with it was our first year uh, in 2018 with Mark Anthony K. The rule is such that if a Canadian player has been a part of an MLS academy at a certain age or younger, then they will be designated as domestic if they were to move to an MLS team in America. So, unfortunately, Daniil and Max did not meet that threshold with Toronto and Montreal, respectively. So, they carried an international um, designation when they arrived. We can now apply for green card status to change that, but that will, that will not be... It will hopefully happen by roster compliance of next year. Mark, to the contrary, was was designated a homegrown international, in which case he did not count as a foreigner while he was here and while he now is still with uh, the Rapids. Um, I trust that answers that question. Uh, el segundo parte fue el tema de Diego Rossi, que ya todavía técnicamente está en préstamo en, en Fenerbahce, pero... Nuestra expectativa es que muy pronto va a cambiar a un a transferencia a, a Fenerbahce y oí que hay algunos rumores con los planes de Fenerbahce después de la compra que lo que va a hacer con él, pero eso no es uh, un tema para nosotros, es, es por ellos. Pero como al principio el, la expectativa de nosotros es que uh, va a terminar con una transferencia. Thank you, John. Thanks a lot. Thank you, John. We've got time for a few more questions. Uh, Josh Gross, go ahead, John. John? Thank you. I apologize for that. Here I am. Hey, John, can you uh, translate what you just said about Diego, please? No, you need to learn Spanish, Josh. That's true, but I'm not going to do No, what I said about Diego is that he technically is still on, a, on loan, but our expectation, as it was from the beginning, is that we'll soon conclude with the full transfer. 
to Fenerbahce. Uh, we expect news on that in the coming weeks. I have heard that there are rumors of subsequent plans as to where he may go if he were to leave Fenerbahce, but that is not anything that we deal with. That'll be up to them once the transfer is complete. And I know nothing more other than those rumors, but from our perspective, nothing has changed, and, and we have full expectations that Diego will be transferred. Okay. And, and there's no movement on the designated player front in terms of I would say it is highly unlikely that in the next two days we announce something, but that is not to say that we are definitely not going to do something um, this window as opposed to in the summer. We are certainly, there is an advantage to waiting till the summer, but there's an obvious advantage to work to, to doing something now. And uh, Marco, myself, Will, Max, Steve, his technical staff, and all of the scouts are actively looking at our options for that third designated player. Just in terms of following up on that, can you? How is it a little different now with Marco in the, in the mix? And Marco, you know, the, the way that you guys looked at these players before, what what has shifted? Not just in terms of responsibility, but like how how it's coming together. Uh, I'll answer the question. I think I understand, but tell me if I'm um, Tell me if I don't address your question. I think what Marco said is Marco isn't. Uh, Marco has come here and his role uh, was intentionally to sort of observe what we're doing, and he had free license to then come to me and say, "Look, I think this is where we should improve. This is what we need, and what have you." And he certain provi certainly provided really great feedback to that end. But it's not to revolutionize what we're doing. We're still looking for the same type of player. I think what we have in Marco is another set of expert eyes to help analyze and also a, a deep connectedness into these markets, which that's not to say we don't have any connections there now, but Marco certainly adds to that network that we have now in Mexico in, uh, and in South America to help us make best informed decisions about the players we're looking at. And I think it's also one thing that I, I neglected to mention uh, in my introduction. One of the key things about Marco, and I say this a lot for those of you that have been at, um, uh, done these interviews and what have you. One thing that Marco has that I don't think is as well known, but Marco also has a lot of experience in Europe. And so he was educated after he played in, in, in England, uh, got a degree there, worked for Man United for a period of time as a scout. So what we, what we like is it is not a, a narrow focus. And we certainly have players, that, uh, scouts that specialize in certain countries. But Marco is another example of one of these people who has a, a very wide base of knowledge and experience that, as we at LAFC, want to focus local with things like the academy, but also operate in this global landscape. Marco is another great fit there. Thanks. And one, one last thing for me on the, the second team. Is it still the intention of using that as a place to get players ready for LAFC just like on, as the season goes? Or is there a shift in terms of, uh, uh, you know, the direction of, of how you're using the, the lights at all? Not, not wholesale change. I do think that they, there is, we are better positioned to develop players there, which means that I, we did add a little bit more veteran experience. And the reason behind that is that, I know and we believe that players, if I, if I have a young center back as an example, and that center back can play next to an experienced center back who can help show the ropes, that's actually a better 
environment for development than just another level up of playing alongside another guy your same age. That's just one example. So we did in key positions add some more veteran experience to that group and gave them a bit more infrastructure, a bit more support that we think it'll be a a better environment for those players to develop. The other key thing is that now our academy kids are a year older. So we still are at that under 19s um at the top end of our academy is still under 19s. We don't have anybody older than that. But now those 19s are now going to be a year older, more mature, and better prepared to play with the lights. Okay, thank you. Do you think Tony Leone will uh, make the first team this year? I hope so. Yeah, Tony's had a great preseason. He's uh, came in from day one. This is another benefit of having Steve as our head coach, as he knows these players intimately. Tony, Fall. Um, all of these academy graduates that that will continue to move up, and that again is a critical part of what Marco's here to do. Is he he is um, actively involved with all those age groups, making sure that they're getting pushed to the right level of uh, for their development. And we have a few uh, really exciting prospects that we will see at least at the outset, starting with the lights and hopefully graduating to the first team. Okay, thank you, guys. Sí, bueno, pues la, esa es la intención, ¿no? ¿no? No solamente la de la de ampliar la base de talento, sino también crear las oportunidades y las ventanas para que este talento se pueda se pueda mostrar. Al final, encontrar el talento, pues es solamente la mitad de la ecuación. Después, el, el desarrollo adecuado y crear las ventanas de oportunidad para que ellos se puedan mostrar son otras partes importantes. Como tú bien mencionas, conozco bien a Bruce, a Tony Leone, a Cristian y a otros tantos jugadores. Yo pienso que de la categoría 2004 para abajo, aquí como fue la primera generación de fuerzas básicas que ellos tuvieron, vienen muchos, una gran cantidad de jugadores muy talentosos para los que hay que crear estas oportunidades. La cantidad de, de jugadores hispanos, mexicanos, salvadoreños, este, es que este crisol multicultural te ofrece otras oportunidades que, que son difíciles de encontrar en México porque hay una... Una, una variedad de, de, de atleticismos muy interesantes. Tenemos jugadores de hawaianos, de, 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 de polacos, eh, brasileños. Tienes una gran cantidad de jugadores y ciertamente los mexicanos pues, son muy interesantes. Un central como Tony Leone no creo que haya en México de esa calidad física, de esa calidad este, eh, competitiva, porque es un muchacho muy competitivo y, y, y la habilidad con, con, con la pelota pues no, no, no hay mucho por allá. Creo que, que ciertamente este es un área muy interesante para escautear. No sé si contesté tu pregunta. Sí, sí, sí. Muchas gracias, Marco. 
Thank you. We're just going to take two more questions here. Uh, Andy Deal, so go ahead, Andy. Thanks, sir. Hey, John. Uh, my, my question was a little bit of a follow-up to uh, Rodrigo, so I don't know if you want to let him ask first and maybe after, after maybe. Is it the one about Carlos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll just I'll jump ahead. I think uh, from our standpoint, it's it's much of the same. We're in as each week passes, more active conversations with with Carlos and his representation about uh, what makes sense for Carlos, what makes sense for LAFC, um, and those conversations are continuing and I think are are picking up speed. I think for us, what's important is what we have seen. Uh, what, Car- what was important for Carlos too, but I think certainly for us is with new coach, new staff, and what have you. The, the great news I could share is that Carlos and the group of players have responded so well to this. It's it's not a completely new staff. We have a lot of important continuity within within the group, but Carlos has responded really well. I think the question is always whether is Carlos's health and physical. Um, state. We know what he can do when he is healthy and playing for LAFC. And the good news is that he's had a really strong preseason, which bodes really well for uh, for the season for for Carlos and for LAFC. So I just want to know if, if I mean, I'll probably you guys don't have a timeline, but what is this? I guess process like, right? You guys are going through the season. Is it kind of wait and see how these first few months play out, or try to have something done by a certain time so you guys can move forward with whether it's with or without Carlos? Yeah, I think there's a balance between making as informed a decision as possible, which c- comes with time, right? And also having the required clarity so that you can plan and the player can plan. So we're trying to strike that balance. John and Marco, thank you as well. And uh, we will see you all on Saturday at LAC's uh, season opener. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Thank you.